you are aware that your head is older than your feet, right? My head is older than my feet. Does that mean that in utero, what first starts getting developed as a clump of cells is the brain meat before the toes? No. It has nothing to do with your physiology or what direction you were born. Like it's, it has nothing to do with that your head usually comes out of your mom prior to that or anything like that or what develops first. Nothing to do no, with that. No, nothing to do with develops first. Um, do feet – oh, see, so nothing to do with physiology. So it's not like feet cells turn over quicker or they're replaced quicker? Nope. Uh, I was not aware of that. And if it's not physiology, I am struggling. How is my head older than my feet? Because you are standing up on your feet more often than you are standing on your head. What? Yes. How does that make my feet older? It has to do with gravity because gravity's effect on time, the closer you are to oh. a mass, the slower time goes. You're, you're not going to notice it very much on Earth, but your feet are more often closer to the center of the Earth, which is the center of Earth's mass more than your head is because you're standing around and walking on your feet. Oh, speak for yourself, my friend. I'm always lying on my back in bed. I, that's <laughs> my feet <laughs> However always. the listeners choose to take that. I spend so much time on my back in bed with my feet and head parallel. I could say that more than most people, my head and feet are of an equal age. Okay. You've met me. How much time do I spend in bed off my feet? Well, how much how much time do you spend standing on your head though? Standing on my head? I mean, yes, I would say that my head is thus a tiny bit older than my feet, but outside the bell curve because I am on my back frequently <laughs> and off my feet a lot. You can keep snickering. You've heard it you know here first, ladies and gentlemen. Ray de Grey spends a lot of time on her back. With my feet up. With her feet yes. in the air. Yes, it's true. This is a fact. So, okay, so maybe for you. For me, I have some young, youthful feet. Yeah. Over the course of an average 79-year lifetime, the difference in age between your head and your feet adds up to around 90 billionths of a second. Okay, well, so I'm ma less... imagine all that time you're shedding off of the age of your feet by lying a in lot. bed all the time. That's why my feet look so good. Yeah, yeah. This tracks. Totally. Of course, you're going to see this phenomenon more if you were falling into a black hole because your time experience of your feet would drastically slow down, whereas your head would be more <laughs> moving in normal time. So this you'll see is why I try to avoid black holes if at all possible. That is a good practice. I think so. Speaking of age, oh, and by the way, hey, everybody, welcome to Dirty Talk After Hours Podcast. This is T.C. Rollins. If you want to keep your feet youthful, keep them up in the air. This is Rain to Gray. Thanks for that life lesson, life hack. You're welcome. Or spend most of your for. time on your back. I do. I've got, I've got spinal issues, man. And my bed is very comfortable. You recommended it, that you were 100% correct. That is a high-quality bed. I get out of bed as little as possible. I do all of my work on my back. Did you also know you are statistically more likely to die close to your birthday? That as you get closer to your birthday, the odds of you dying increase. I know your birthday is coming up in about a month or so, so I'm just letting you know 
that statistically, the closer <laughs> you get to your birthday, the more likely you are going to die. I didn't know that about birthdays, but I do know that the human will and the human mind is very strong and that we do attribute a lot of significance to dates. And when I was reading up on some of the founding fathers, uh, there were two that made sure to make it past July 4th. Uh, people will hold on for Christmas or hold on for New Year's. And then the second that marker is passed, they let go. Uh, so I have heard a lot of stories of like people lasting long enough to like make a date. And the second they've marked that date, then they let go and slip off into the ether. I didn't know about birthdays in specific, though. Do elaborate. That is one reasoning behind it. It's called the birthday effect, and they've done a number of different studies, one with uh, almost 3 million Californians who died between 1969 and 1990, and they did find an increased probability that they would die either in the week before or the week after their birthday, and it's spread across both men and women. They also did a study with about 12.2 million Swiss people and found roughly similar results. One of the reasonings behind it could be the date. So some terminally ill people might want to hold on longer, be like, oh, I just want to make it to my birthday. Mm -hmm. The other explanations for it could be uh, especially with 21-year-olds in the U.S., the likelihood of them dying around their birthday increases as they oh. get to 21 because of alcohol poisoning or car accidents, oh. things like that. Um, the other thing that I found interesting was that they thought it might have to do with confusing the date of birth and the date of death when they were entering the numbers into the records. Some people might have transcribed the two. So hu human error. Yeah, okay. that could be it. Or also, uh, if the date of death isn't known, then they put down the first of the month or the 15th of the month as a placeholder date. That's why you'll statistically see a lot more deaths around the 1st and the 15th, just because they use these dates. But given all those factors, they still can't explain the birthday effect. Uh, so human error, alcohol are two major factors with almost anything that humans do. But also I've heard enough stories of people holding on for a date, whatever the significance of that date is, a birthday uh, Christmas, an anniversary, uh, New Year's, 4th of July. And when that date is hit, then you can let go. Yeah. The human, the human mind is incredibly powerful. But there is also the counter argument to that because as people get closer to their birthday, some might want to hold on if they're ill till their birthday, but other people simultaneously start getting depressed around their birthday because it reminds them of their mortality or they haven't done anything with their life and it's this mile marker that they're coming up on. So they might see increases of suicide around birthdays. Tune in to the Dirty Talk podcast where we give you the best in lighthearted and engaging entertainment. Do you want to talk more about suicide and giving up and the birthday <laughs> effect? And depression, because you haven't done anything with your life. Okay, fine. You want some lighthearted banter? Give me some lighthearted banter. I've got some lighthearted banter for you, my friend. You are a fan of the comic books. I, it's true. I am. Guilty as charged. And you know, in comic books, there are a number of flirtations that have been going on for years. 
that have never really come to fruition, but have oh. been the basis of many a fan fiction, right? Some sizzling sexual chemistry. What yes. do you got? Well, what, what's one of the uh, more common ones that you can think of? Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm really into comics and I like to follow the, anything that's polyamory or... I know you are big into the Wolverine and Cyclops and Jean Grey situation. I am. Are you possibly referring to heroes don't do oral sex? I am referring to heroes don't do oral sex. For those listeners that don't know what's going on, there's a HBO Max adult animated series called Harley Quinn, which is based on Harley Quinn. So you've heard of, of the, the oral sex thing that's happened. They have. I actually considered it bringing up as a news bit for this week's podcast, but I feel that it had kind of been done to death. We're recording this podcast a tiny bit later than we usually do. Uh, I am aware it was a topic I wanted to discuss. Heroes do do oral sex, and it is toxic masculinity to say that it is shameful for a man to perform oral sex on a woman. Uh, yes, I'm aware of it, and I have strong feelings about it. From what I've read, Batman's into it because there was a scene they wanted to put in to yeah. an upcoming episode where Batman's going down on Catwoman mm -hmm. and the producers from DC are saying, no, you can't do that. You absolutely cannot do that because heroes don't do that. Do you know what the other people that were producing Harley Quinn, what their comeback line was on that? I don't. I know that what they said, they tried to defend their logic by saying we're trying to sell toys to kids. Yeah. DC said that. Yeah. yeah. So the people that were making Harley, Harley Quinn saying when DC said, oh, heroes don't do that. They said, are you saying heroes are selfish lovers? <laughs> I thought that was the best quote of the piece that I read in Variety. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. As a cute comic book fan uh, and a sexuality fan. Uh, I have been following this um, with bated breath and very fixed attention. To break it down, I find it troubling that consistently where the deal breaker seems to be is that sexual acts are fine, uh, a woman giving a blowjob is fine, a man giving oral sex to a woman is just the worst. It is considered shameful to be yodeling in the valley. That is the, the most debased sex act. A man applying tongue to genitals is the most embarrassing and degrading thing. And that has been a, a toxic mindset that has been going on for centuries. Do you think it would be different if they were going to have Catwoman yes. giving yes. Yes. Batman a BJ? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I don't think Batman would be a very giving lover though, in my opinion. I don't think really any superhero would be because they are very self-obsessed. Think mm -hmm. of how ego-driven you have to be to dress up in some super fancy elaborate costume to go out and fight crime every night. Mm -hmm. I think that they are very self-centered in that way, even though they're giving to the community because they're all doing it to protect the community. But still, you would have to be so deeply invested in yourself and your own persona. I don't think you would be a very giving lover. They're cosplay fetishists, for sure, and that 
tends to come with a strong level of self-absorption, speaking as someone who has encountered a fair amount of cosplay fetishes. Or yeah. they probably get off on just fighting with each other, and that's that's how they get off. Maybe they don't even enjoy... So they're sadomasochistic cosplay fetishists. They could be. I think I, I, I loved how Alan Moore explored it a little bit in Watchmen, because the hanged man, he was kind of a sadomasochistic figure. He had the noose around his neck, and he did explore this idea that they this is how they get their sexual frustrations out is by going out and beating on each other and dressing in these ways so that's maybe how mm -hmm. batman is expressing his sexuality and here was his chance to try something new and engage in a different activity and he was shut down by the prudes at dc comics fucking prudes speaking of vagina. Speaking of eating vagina? Yes. Speaking of eating vagina, I have one for you. A vagina to eat? <laughs> A vagina to drink. I've never drunk, well, I've drunk vaginal juice before. I don't know if that counts. Have you drunk vaginal beer? I have not had any vaginal beer that I'm aware of. In Poland, the world's first vaginal beer was launched. The Order of Yoni. Do they make eggs? <laughs> no, they launched the first vaginal beer. What they did was they took the vaginal lactic acid of hot underwear models. Hot because they're sitting around in 90 degree weather? <laughs> I think hot as in sexually desirable. Are they sweaty? Maybe. I don't know if that would then reflect in the flavor of the beer. They had a gynecologist took lactic acid bacteria from two underwear models, Paulina and Monica. Using high-tech microbiological techniques, they isolated and prepared lactic acid bacteria from the vagina of a unique woman. They did make sure to check the women for any sexually transmitted diseases, which is very thoughtful. It's good. I don't want to get an STD from drinking my beer. The company promoted its beer with, imagine the woman of your dreams, your object of desire, her charm, her sensuality, her passion. Mm -hmm. Now, Imagine her giving you a passionate massage and gently whispering anything you would like to hear. Now, free your fantasies and imagine all of that can be encompassed in a bottle of beer, a golden drink brewed with allure and grace and flavored with wild instincts. Imagine a beer where every sip offers a rendezvous with this hot woman of your dreams. She hugs you and kisses you gently, looking straight into your eyes. How much would you give for such a beer? Two dollars. <laughs> they wanted a lot more than two dollars. Well, that's just a stretch to be like, you could drink this beer 
made out of her vaginal juices and she's massaging you and encompassing you and cuddling you and telling you you're a good boy and tucking you in at night. <laughs> uh, drinkers of the beer have acknowledged that it is expensive and somewhat sour tasting. It is the same type of fermentation as in sour pickles. Uh -huh. The beers were called Bottled Lust and Bottled Passion, and the going rate was about $13, 13 American dollars per beer. Per one, like, 12-ounce bottle of beer? Yes. Wow. Yes. So, unfortunately, the order of Yoni is struggling in that their Yoni beer is too darn expensive. It's very expensive and the reviews are somewhat mixed as in it's a sour strong taste mm -hmm. it's an interesting idea but it doesn't matter how interesting your idea is if your product that you're selling is just that much more expensive uh people aren't going to purchase your vaginal beer sorry no matter how hot the women you collect <laughs> your samples from they specifically selected strong confident, s sexually confident lingerie models. Well, that's what they said. I mean, who knows where they got these? N the non-bitter. They were not bitter models. They were not bitter. They were, they were confident in their sexuality. And they said, yes, swab my nether regions and make a beer out of it. I am totally down. The reviews that I've read, people weren't that excited about the taste and less excited about the cost. Hmm. So, but you, if you want, you can still get to this day, if you go to the order of Yoni, you can order bottled lust or bottled passion. Uh, it's expensive and bitter. Have fun. <laughs> I'm curious, though, how different the two beers would taste, because I have noticed that different women tastes vastly different, or they can be whenever I've compared tastes of vaginas. Well... Uh, both Paulina and Monica are two beautiful, self-confident women who complement each other. One is cute and sensitive, while the other is bold and obstinate. Mm, and it comes through the flavor. Of their nether regions, correct. Yes. Speaking of putting things in your mouth. <laughs> oh, yes. Have you ever heard of puppy pregnancy in humans? Puppy pregnancy? Yes, or puppy pregnancy syndrome. Where... Women think they're going to give birth to a litter of puppies. Or men. Men think they're going to give birth to a litter of puppies. Yes. This is a psychological phenomenon that is found in West Bengal, India. There was a study released back in 2003 where some social psychologists interviewed a number of people living in this region the belief is that if a dog bites you, especially if the dog is in a sexually aroused state, the saliva will impregnate the person because the dog's gametes are contained in the saliva and the people start developing puppies in their stomach. There was one story of a woman that swore she heard puppies yelping in her belly while she slept at night. Unfortunately, it can be fatal if a man gives birth to puppies out of his penis, because that's where they come out. They develop in his stomach, and then they give birth out of the penis. The man can die. Thankfully, there are health professionals—I am doing air quotes here. I see the air Inverted quotes. commas for our international listeners. 
there are health professionals that provide services like different rituals and medicines to prevent somebody from getting pregnant with puppies if they are bitten by an enamored dog. So if you let a dog with a boner bite you, you're going to end up pregnant with a litter of puppies and you're going to have to birth them through your pee hole. Yes. That sounds odd and a little painful because I am where I'm curious is that you're giving birth through your urethral hole because I know for a fact that the sphincter can dilate a lot more. It seems like it would be easier to give birth through that hole than your pee hole. Uh, probably because the men uh, think that it has to come out the front since it comes out the front in women. Mm. Okay. Even though I, I think the women give birth to the puppies in the normal fashion that birth is given. But with the men, when they get bitten by the dog and become pregnant with puppies, of course, it has to come out somewhere. Doubt it's coming out the butt. I did find out, though, that it is possible to poop out of your mouth. I uh... didn't know about this before. Say what now? There is a medical condition where if there is a major blockage in your colon, the fecal matter in your intestines will get backed up and it can get backed up to the point where it will force its way back up through the sphincter in your stomach. Once the fecal matter goes into your stomach, you vomit it up and are technically pooping out of your mouth. If this ever happens to you, it is the sign of a very serious medical condition. So you want to get this checked out. But yes, it is possible to poop out your mouth. I told my daughter this, and she was hysterical with laughter because, of course, she's 12, and poop jokes are the funniest thing. Tune in here to Dirty Talk After Hours, where we fill your ear holes with knowledge like the fact that you can have severe medical conditions that cause you to defecate through your mouth hole. Yes, a shining ray of positivity and glory is this podcast. I did not know that. Now I do know that. I will never be able to forget that. Thank you for sharing that with me. And now you know that if you are bitten by a dog, you should also take a pregnancy test because you do not want to face the ravages of puppy pregnancy in humans. As long as you don't have a penis, you might be safe because from what I've read about the case study, it is only believed that people with penises uh, die by passing the puppies through the penis. Uh, for our listeners, I would like to offer a quick PSA that you cannot give birth to litters of puppies if a dog with a boner bites you. Just to make you feel better, just so you know, uh, phantom pregnancies is a thing. Uh, women can actually swell up so that they look totally pregnant because, as we referenced earlier in this podcast, the mind is a very powerful thing indeed. It is. Sometimes that happens with these cases because it is kind of a mass yeah. hysteria. And if yes. this happens, people will start feeling ill. They'll start experiencing a lot of the symptoms Signs of, pregnancy. of pregnancy. Yeah, because they believe it so hard that they are going to go through this. And that's why they have to go to these witch doctor type people to do whatever they do to ensure that they have killed the puppies that are developing inside their body. Or you could save your money and not go to a witch doctor and be cognizant of the fact that a dog with a boner will not get you pregnant. 
even if even if the dog puts the boner inside you, you are still not going to get pregnant. I am not speaking from personal experience. Let's just be clear here. But I can assure you that the cross-species breeding doesn't work that way. No, it does not. You're welcome. I, we are full of PSAs today. But people can get testosterone from pig meat, right? No. Well, okay. That's That's debated. There is an Olympic hopeful who blames a burrito for her positive drug test. Shelby Holothan, who is the middle distance runner who currently holds not one but two United States records, has been banned from the Tokyo Olympics after testing positive for a steroid. She claims she is clean, and she is blaming the test result on a pork burrito she ate from a food truck. Hmm. Why would eating a pork burrito from a food truck cause you to fail your Olympic drug test, you might ask? To quote Shelby, she feels completely devastated, lost, broken, angry, confused, and betrayed by the very sport I have loved and poured myself into. I am going to continue to fight for my innocence. I absolutely respect and wholeheartedly support the fight to catch athletes who disrespect the sport by cheating and doping, but I am not one of them. According to Shelby, she claims that she went to a food truck and she ate pork that was from an uncastrated male boar which caused her to test positive for Nandrolone on December 15th, 2020. I want to believe her. This wouldn't be the first time that athletes have tested positive for doping and then come up with elaborate backstories as to why they failed the test. 98% mm-hmm. uh, of the meat that you're going to eat in a food truck is from female pigs. And a very small percentage comes from male boars. And an even smaller percentage would come from uncastrated male boars, because if there are male boars around, they tend to be castrated. We, because we need the, the female boars to keep breeding, there's only a select amount that are allowed to remain uncastrated. So according to this Olympic hopeful, who is currently holding two records, she went to a food truck and unfortunately got the very, very, very rare chance of an uncastrated male boar, ate that, and then went and tested and tested positive for a steroid. So are you applying Occam's razor here where <laughs> the more likely explanation yes. is that there might have been some doping? Lance Armstrong claimed he didn't dope until it came out. Uh Almost every athlete that is caught doping at first clutches their pearls. <gasps> Blames it on Mexican I, food. I went to that that off-market taco truck in some lot and I ate it in the uncastrated male bowl, which was full of all sorts of vim and vigor, caused me to fail my doping test. Well, the question is, how much of it would you actually have to eat to have it present enough in your body to be able to have detectable amounts? You would have to eat the whole boar, I would suspect. Uh, according to a PhD professor at the Johns Hopkins School of Public Health, says the steroid is unlikely to be found in pork. Nandrothrone is not approved for use in any food animal. 
it is illegal to use any steroid hormones in pig production. We use them in cattle and sheep, and that's it. The only way for it to be there would be if it occurred naturally, and I don't believe that's the case. Uncastrated boars have been linked to Nandothone test results in the past, but the meat from those animals only make up a sliver of the market. So she's claiming it's a naturally occurring hormone that she unfortunately consumed and then failed her drug test, Mm -hmm. which is not a 0% possibility, but it's uh, a small enough possibility that uh, I don't mean to make allegations without proof. No. But- And we are no way saying anything. Otherwise, we do not want to be liable for- We're not liable. Slander or anything else. Allegedly. Yes. Either there's doping among athletes- or you go to food trucks and you get uncastrated boars accidentally in your food and then you fail drug tests. That's why you don't want to go to food trucks run by uncastrated boars. No, yes. Stay away from those food trucks. That's another PSA. Today is just full of PSAs. I have uh, a- another PSA for you. All right. Bring it on. Does PSA stand for Public Sex Act? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. This is a PSA of a study for the top sexual kink acts of men and women. So it could be public sex act. It it is public sex acts. Oh, I was right. According to this survey, the top sexual kinks for women, top 10. What is women's number one top sexual kink? Um, Being tied up. No, sex outdoors. Sex outdoors. Okay. So public sex act. Yes. Oh my God. I predicted it. Yes. Number two is blindfolded sex. Number three, this is a little odd for me. Can you guess what number three is? Um, Having your vaginal juices made into some sort of alcoholic beverage. <laughs> I wish that would be awesome. No, body piercings, which seems oh, okay. odd. Who are they? Like number three, your sexual kink is body piercings? I mean, okay. Number four, role play. Number five, dressing up for sexy costumes. Six, filming each other. Seven, BDSM. Okay. Eight, so I guessed the seventh, the tying up. Right, right, right. Yeah, as opposed to body piercings. I would think that... that I well, think not- that would be higher on the list, especially since everybody started getting into the BDSM stuff with the Fifty Shades phenomenon. I, I question the sample pool. 74% of men and 67% of women say that they have a kinky side. Uh, domination and submission does not include just tying up. It's a more wide-ranging thing than that, but I'm surprised that body piercings is higher on this list. I'm not quite sure of the sample pool. They did it at tattoo parlors. <laughs> Food play, which could supposedly, I guess, include vaginal beer. Spanking and whips is number nine, and number 10 is tying up. So yeah, d- domination and submission is different than... It, it, well, domination and submission is the umbrella. But domination and submission doesn't necessarily include bondage or impact play. Right. You can do dominance and submission, and it has nothing to do with impact play or restraints. Hmm. That's an over... Yes, it's... I can draw you a map. I know. I get it. I get it. <laughs> no. So men's top 10. Guess what men's number one top 10 sexual kink is? 
dressing up like Batman and going down on a girl dressed as Catwoman. Hot. Uh, close. Uh, a do-it-yourself porn. Oh, okay. Filming themselves. Okay. Because the glory of their penis should be captured for all eternity. Everybody wants to see it. That's why they spread pictures of them online. Everybody. To, to anybody that wants to see it or not. Most likely does not want to see it. Number two, role play specifically with uniforms. Men do like a good uniform. Batman and Catwoman. Uh-huh. Three, bondage, spanking, and whips. Okay. Lower than women, women's top, number one is sex outdoors. For men, number four is sex outdoors. Number five is threesomes. Mm -hmm. No surprise there. Surprised that that's so far down the list. Number six, rubber, latex, and leather. Ranking equally with women for number seven is domination and submission. Mm -hmm. Ranking lower than women is for number eight is body piercings. I, I'm missing this body piercing I'm gonna fetish. I'm going to have to start asking the women I know if they're into body piercings. I've had my eyebrow pierced, my tongue pierced, my belly button pierced, but I don't know that it was really necessarily sexual. But yeah, you weren't really fetishizing it though, right? Uh, the tongue one I was. I thought it would make uh, oral sex more of an adventure. It didn't really. It was just a- and You have to bean. clean it constantly. No, I never had to clean it. I never had any issues. It, they took my piercing out, my tongue piercing out after one of my surgeries. Uh, number nine, food play. And number 10, blindfolded sex. Now, I find that interesting for women. Blindfolded sex is number two. I don't want to see any of this. But uh, <laughs> men, very visually based. They blindfold lower on the list. Yeah, yeah. And another PSA. So many PSAs we have for you. We are full of the knowledge for your ear holes. All the knowledge, all the PSAs. That being said, thank you for joining us once again for another episode of Dirty Talk After Hours. I learned so much about puppies and dogs with boners. Thank you for sharing that with me. You're welcome. Pooping out of your mouth. And, uh, oh, that, that, you know what? I'm some, for some reason, the, the, the defecating through your mouth hole didn't stick in my brain as much as the dogs with boners biting you. I wonder why. But now it is there. I reintroduced it and it's not going to go away anytime soon. Ah, thanks for that. All right. Why don't you give these uh, fine people a non shitty jaunty salute? I have a jaunty <laughs> salute for you. She's got a single right fingered jaunty salute for me. Ah, uh, yes, over and out, my friends. Until this is just this is just for my co-host. The rest of you here is a jaunty salute for you. All right, we will catch you soon. Thank you for joining us. Bye.